Ministry Catalyst Podcast. www.worshipministrycatalyst.com. Worship Ministry Catalyst is a networking resource for all worship leaders and worship team members, serving as a catalyst to facilitate worship in the local church. David Lindner and Kevin Cruz. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Worship Ministry Catalyst podcast, episode 117. Today, we're going to be finishing up our interview with Dan Stevers of danstevers.com. Many of you know who he is through the videos that he's done, probably used some of the videos at your church. In our last episode, Kevin and I started to interview him, and in this episode, we finish up that interview, so you're in for a real treat today. Before we get into that, I want to just give you our information so you know where to find us online, www.worshipministrycatalyst.com. You can like us on facebook.com slash worshipministrycatalyst, follow us on twitter.com slash wmcatalyst, call and leave us a voicemail at 360-818-4339, or you can go to our website, www.worshipministrycatalyst.com, and on the right-hand side, there's a little button where you can leave us a voicemail message without having to give us a call. You can do it right from your computer with your computer's microphone. So we'd encourage you to do that. We'd love to hear from you. We love interacting with you and helping you whenever we have that opportunity. So if you have the time, please take a minute and go do that. But right now we're going to get right back into the interview. If you didn't catch the first part, make sure to go back and listen to episode 116 of our interview, part one with Dan Stevers. Right now we're going to pick up with the rest of the interview, part two, danstevers.com. Dan, another uh, question you kind of we're getting into that, getting into that just now, talking about you know where people should start, uh, whether they should start with the technical side of things or with the art side of things, and then so for somebody that's wanting to do this for their local church, I mean, you have you have kind of a, a cool story, and it's probably a pretty familiar story for a lot of the people who are listening to this that that they want to help out their local church by doing some video. Uh, they probably don't have the resources to go away to college to do this you know maybe a lot of them have are are already doing a full-time job at you know a 40 hour week job they don't have time to go away what would you recommend for them to how would they get started in doing something like this so they could help their church uh you know use the arts especially video and motion graphics for for worship and for other things like that yeah um you know one of the one of the things that people always seem to think that they need to get into doing video work is like uh, a really awesome computer that costs thousands of dollars or like <laughs> DSLR camera, you know, that will uh, you know blow people's minds with the shallow depth of field that it can get mm-hmm. or whatever. But um, yeah, basically, I just I mean, when I started uh, at the church, um, it was basically I was just using. The church didn't even have a, bud- a, a budget, so I was I was using like uh, my my lame little Sony laptop that I had, and I was editing on that. And um, I had another I had a tiny little like handy cam thing that I was shooting <laughs> where I was shooting the videos on it, which was just it was it was not great quality, but uh, I mean 
it totally worked for what we were doing there. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I think that a lot of people have more access to, uh, doing this kind of, uh, thing that is videos, uh, than they think. So, I mean, do you have any good, uh, yeah, I don't know if there are, if there are any websites out there or blogs or, uh, you know, just even YouTube channels that, that would have, especially on the art side of things. I think you, there's plenty of YouTube stuff out there, tutorials on how to learn how to use almost any kind of software, and we've all probably come across those. But there don't seem to be a whole lot of resources, at least that I've come across, that, that talk about you know, the, art, the artistic side, the storyboarding, the, the, the planning and preparation you know, before you actually get to making a product. Do you have any, any hints there where someone might go? Yeah, you know, that's that's one of those things that I I haven't come across either. I mean, there, like you said, there's tons of stuff for the programs. And uh, there are some key websites that have helped me learn the programs. And I think in a little bit, in a, in a small way, they help you learn some design uh, skills too. Um, some of those being uh, videocopilot.net, which I'm sure everyone and their grandmother has heard of but if you don't know it then <laughs> now you do um there's another one called grayscale gorilla uh dot com i think i think it's dot com and uh, uh both those sites uh really helped me learn after effects when i was trying to get started in this um there's another site i've used called fxphd which is just all of those all of those letters fxphd.com and uh that one has a lot of uh, program, uh, sort of, you know, learn the program tutorials, uh, but they also have, um, uh, some other stuff on, uh, like you were talking about, just more design principles and, um, uh, uh, like basics of shooting video and how to, you know, make better looking video. Um, yeah, as far as like trying to teach yourself, uh, art and design principles. I, I honestly think that that's one of those things that it's really worth people, uh, investing in some sort of education, even if it's just, uh, like community college. Um, that's where I started out. That's where I took my first des design classes. Um, and they were huge. I mean, you learn things that are, that are so simple and that I look back on now and I'm like, I'm embarrassed that I, that I didn't even know it before, but it's one of those things. It's like once, once someone just helps you out a little bit, it's like that's all you need to just, uh, you know, light the fire, as it were. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so that's 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 kind of where I come at it from the 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 design uh, angle. I always tell people you can't teach yourself design, so you got to either find someone that's doing this for a living that you can sort of uh, shadow and kind of glean uh, some wisdom from, or you just got to um, suck it up and uh <laughs> go to school <laughs> it's not but um yeah kind of paying your design dues <laughs> right yeah well i mean I, that's obviously a great option you know and if you live in a big town like you know i know we live close to a couple of art schools here in the vancouver portland oregon area um but then, you know, we also have some listeners who, who live in small town USA or small town Australia, small town, you know, Philippines, where there's actually no way <laughs> to go there. So, um, you know, I think, I think for some of those guys, you know, finding resources like you where they can go and even just, and just watch what you do, 
on you know on your videos and the work that you're doing and and kind of finding a couple places uh for inspiration and and then going and trying to figure out a way to recreate it or or learning you know a technique of the many that you use in one of your videos and trying to figure that out along the way uh is probably you know at least a starting point for some of those people but uh do you have any do you have any places like that that you that you kind of go to regularly to find inspiration um there's a there's an awesome site it's called motionographer which is motion and then ographer at the end <laughs> like a video videographer but uh motionographer.com uh they have uh it's basically just all motion graphics um and they just post a ton of stuff every day. And I'm always just looking through that stuff just to get ideas. And when I see something that's really good there, I'll just, even even if I don't think that I can use it for a project, uh, the next project coming up, you know, I just bookmark it just in, just in case, you know. So, like, when I do have a project uh, coming up later, I can just, uh, you know, go through my bookmarks and uh, look through some, some uh, really interesting designs that I've thought that maybe I could find some inspiration from. Hmm. Uh, also, I have uh, a uh, subscription to a design annual that's called uh, Communication Arts, and uh, for me, that's huge. Every single project I do, um, I'm just uh, ripping these things up and just finding all sorts of, um, I don't know, inspiration from these. Uh, uh, I'll... One uh, one of the steps in in design, um, like if you worked for like a design house or something, one of one of the steps in the process, um, uh, right, pretty much right after you write the script, the next thing you would do is uh, it's uh, called doing style boards, and style boards are basically um, just a basically a bunch of clippings that you found, uh, just sort of. Uh, photos or just uh, images you found online or something and basically those um you you use those to sort of set the tone for your video hmm. uh so you like something about each one of the things that you're putting on the style board maybe you like the colors in one um in one of the pictures you found maybe you like the composition in another one mm-hmm. um that you found um so that's that's kind of that's kind of what I do, and that's kind of uh, what I use these descriptions uh, like communication arts and motion offer for is to just um, uh, just sort of like uh, I don't know get get the little stepping stones out there for the beginning of the video, saying I really like how they laid out the type in this um, advertisement or something. I think that I could do something similar like that. So hmm. that's it. Yeah, I'd never heard of a style board before, but that's that's a great idea. People think that like a great idea is just gonna like good artists. They just you know they sit down and then it just comes out this awesome idea. You know, just straight from God to their brain. <laughs> and I really just try to tell people like all of my work. It's basically a synthesis of other people's work that they've done. Uh, um, uh, oftentimes I, I get the idea from reading a book. Um, I've read a lot of Tim Keller's stuff lately. He's a killer author. And, um, so maybe I'll get the idea for the video. Like my most recent video gospel mm-hmm. was based on Keller's book, uh, King's Cross. And so I said, I really like this, this, um, this little discussion that he has about, uh, the gospel and the, the meaning of the word and sort of how it related to the Greeks and, 
about sending messengers out that were called evangelists to proclaim the gospel, that uh, they were no longer slaves to the Persians who had been enslaving them for a while. So something resonated uh, with that with me. So I take the idea from that, and then I pour through all my communication arts and all, all my art books, and uh, I just start piecing things together, and I say, ooh, I really like that font right there in that in that. Um, in that design, and I really like the color scheme from this one. So I just kind of put all those things together. And uh, if I'm lucky, then I have something that looks original. And like people will say, "Oh wow, how did you come up with that? Like you must be just such a great artist." When I say, "Well, uh, I'm I'm really just stealing the ideas from other great artists and just trying to put them together in sort of an original way." Yeah, I was I was kind of going through that uh, with our our worship arts leadership team here at church this last Sunday, and because we we're we're branching into the arts in general here and it's kind of a new endeavor for a lot of us and I was trying to say you know if you if you stop and think about it you really can't can't name a person who did something that wasn't influenced by somebody I mean and that doesn't just go for art that just kind of goes for life in general from from the very basics of life we have all been influenced or taught or trained by somebody how to do what we do and that goes that's the same for art even if we haven't necessarily been trained in the arts and if we haven't been trained in in motion graphics or for us you know playing the piano or songwriting uh if we just try you know if we claim to have picked it up by ear we still heard something or we heard somebody or we saw something or we saw something we saw this or that that inspired us or that gave us the idea to go after something so even at the very at the very most you know talented levels of art, art is still a community kind of a thing. It's not something that we can do in isolation. We have to be out, you know, interacting with, with different art forms and engaging them, so that we have something to go on when when the call comes to us to say, "Hey, do you have an idea for this?" You know, we have to have something in our bucket that that we can that we can draw from. Otherwise, you know, we're going to be scrambling around, spending late hours trying to find any kind of inspiration but you know i think as as artists in general we need to be filling our our cups with with art forms and all kinds of different medium that we can that we just have that we have something inspiring us on a daily level yeah absolutely yeah and uh i i think the flip side to that is um I, I see this a lot in churches where r- rather than taking a bunch of ideas and then sort of twisting them to make them your own, uh, oftentimes I'll see like a video or something uh, done for a church where it's not it's not just like uh, influenced by something else, but it's basically an exact copy of it, but then <laughs> textual church, you know, mm-hmm. like what, the E-Trade baby, I think I've seen some parodies of that where it's like, you know, the little baby is talking about tithing and how important that is. And for me, like, that's parody, you know, and I'm not interested in doing parody. I'm not I'm not interested in like uh, ripping off something altogether and then just putting my name on it and saying, hey, it's it's uh, for the church. So um, it's (laughs) therefore it's not stealing, you know. Um, So for for me, that's that's really important. And um, and I, I really do think that you can come up with something original just by combining a lot of different things, you know, like. Uh, hopefully, hopefully a lot of my work doesn't look like complete ripoffs of other people's. Although there's a couple, I have one that's in, in, inspired by Tim Burton, so it kind of looks exactly like Tim Burton, and that's mm-hmm. the way. I, um, yeah, that's the plan but, there. <laughs> it was intentional. <laughs> so, 
Um, yeah, but for the most part, I mean, I really think that that just by taking small bits and pieces from a lot of different things, you can really come up with something um, original. So that's what I try to do with my work, and that's what I try to inspire in other people to do the same so that it doesn't end up being some sort of like knockoff clone of something someone did in another context and then we're just trying to rip it off and put it in a church context and somehow that's not copyright infringement when it's in the church you know <laughs> yeah if it's for jesus it's okay right <laughs> right um I'm, i know i'm kind of hogging all the things here so kevin jump in if you have anything or just talk over me no you're you're doing great david you keep going <laughs> well i just i was wondering you know do you have for for people, you know, worship pastors, worship team leaders, you know, worship team members in general, um, and maybe maybe their churches aren't really using this medium yet of of many movies, and you know, there's there's sites like yours, and then obviously Worship House Media and and stuff like that, where you can go and find some mini movies, and, and a lot of people doing some really great work out there. Um, what advice would you give us for? In- incorporating these into worship services in a meaningful way and not just, you know, picking a video and throwing it in there at random. Um, what, what would you, what would you give us from your side of the table to say, uh, to make the most out of, out of these experiences that you've created? Because you didn't just create them for us to just watch willy nilly, you know, you, you put a lot of effort and thought and intentionality into them. And so, you know, I feel like, we try to use music in an intentional way, and I feel like we need to use whatever art form we do in an intentional way. What advice would you give us in that? Yeah, um, I think churches can get stuck in ruts where they just keep using media because that's what they've been doing, and it seems to work fairly well, and people seem to like it. You know, at our at our church, we we kind of ran into a rut where we were using those motion backgrounds on like every single song that we were doing, like. Regardless of what the song was, it had some sort of like glittery uh, disco sort of background on there. And um, we kind of realized that we we weren't using these things um, with intention. You know, we weren't using these things uh, to accomplish a purpose. We were just thinking, well, we have a song and we need something behind that song. So why don't we pick this blue background with the circles on it? Because, you know, that <laughs> that looks cool, right? The, the kids like that kind of stuff. <laughs> dancing bears uh went to the opposite end of the spectrum and we're still in that right now where we just said like we we aren't using these things intentionally so we're gonna just sort of like cut it out all together and we're gonna rethink how we do this um so that's kind of where we're at right now is that we we kind of uh, we want to be very intentional for everything that we put on the screens or every song we sing or every message that's preached. Um, you know, that's that's the key is to like everything needs to be working towards the same goal. And uh, so for my videos, I mean, all of these videos, like I said, since they're done for my church, they're, they all, they're all done with a purpose. You know, none of these videos are meant to be just generic, like you can play it whenever you want sort of videos, you know. There's plenty of those, and you can find them on Worship House that regardless of what the topic is, you could just use this generic uh, worship starter or something. But all of my work is done for actual church situations, and, and most churches, they, they want to be intentional too, so they want everything to work towards the same goal. Um, 
So that's, I mean, that's, that's what I always tell people is that you have to do these things. Uh, you, everything in the service has to be working towards the same goal. So a lot of times people end up sort of reverse engineering my video because like in the, in the process at my church, the video starts uh, with the, the pastor telling me what the point of the service and the point of that weekend should be. And then I'm trying to uh, do something that's just sort of going to uh, push people in, in that direction. So when people find one of my videos, I mean, they kind of have to do the opposite there. They, they find the video and they say, hey, what's the theme of this video and how can uh, we structure the service around this? Um, I think that's the best way, honestly, for people to work because it's very difficult to uh, come up with a service and then try and um, go on Worship House and then find a, a video and then hope that it is going to fit exactly with the... Uh, the 10 bullet points that are in the sermon, you know, yeah. like good luck. Um, yeah. So it's, that's, that's just one of those things. And maybe it's just because I'm vain and I'm saying that the, <laughs> the video should be the center of the service, but really I'm, I'm just trying to say that everything needs to be working towards the same purpose. So yes, yeah, so we should stop the service and then have a moment of silence and then play the video so that everyone is perfectly. <laughs> Or just like a drum roll before the video. <laughs> Play the, uh, the what is it, the uh, the DBX sound right before you start the video every time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so you do find yourself like in your church that, that you are sort of going on autopilot and you're just playing things because um, uh, you feel like you need to have more multimedia sort of stuff in your service. I'd really challenge you to, to think that like... Um, it's okay not to have a video every week, you know, like even at, at my church, they, they don't ask for a video every week for me just because I can't produce that much, you know, like I, I usually do like every three weeks or so do a, a new video. So, um, so I like to tell people it's okay to have, um, just, uh, a simple service as long as all of those simple elements are done really well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I think that's something Kevin and I have talked about in general before, but, um, you know, of course I'm a, I'm a choir guy and I like, I like choir and, uh, want to do choir whenever we have the chance. But, um, you know, you get, you get these, these composers for, for word and, and whatever other companies there are that, uh, you know, they have to churn out what they have to churn out a Christmas musical every year. They have to churn out an Easter musical every year. And sometimes they have to do, a patriotic thing or they have to do, you know, who knows <laughs> however, however many other anthems, you know, that they come out with the, with the other seasonal packets that, that these choir companies send out. I can't imagine that after doing that two or three or four years in a row that you would, you would have new ideas anymore. <laughs> you know, it would be really hard to stay inspired. And I imagine for someone doing video, that's got to be the same. You can't, you can't just consistently every single week put out a brand new, you know, super creative video and expect that you're going to have new ideas every single week to do something. Yeah. And that's, that's one of the areas that I'm like really blessed to be at the church I am is because they realize like my, my creative process and that if I'm not moved by something, if I don't really connect with it at my core, um, then it's really not going to connect with an audience either. Hey, uh, go make us a video about the genealogies. 
Yeah, exactly. So uh, I'm fortunate that they let me pick the messages that uh, uh, something, I don't know, something is is sparked inside of me and uh, that I feel like I connect with. Because um, for, for me, it's all about ownership. I feel like uh, the best videos that I've done are the ones that I've fully felt and was like fully convicted by the the core of the video mm -hmm. um i often say that like my best videos are the ones that i write uh for myself the ones that i i'm directing every single line of text at myself in there it's something that i need to hear something that i need to be encouraged by or something i need to be challenged about hmm. um, yeah. yeah that's a good that's a good pointer right there just whatever's convicting you is a good place to find inspiration i had to learn to trust uh god speaking to me you know because it's a lot easier for me to think that god wants to speak through my pastor so i need to pick my pastor's brain and try and get what's in his brain onto my uh video you know mm -hmm. and that's that's a scary place to be in because then you're just trying to sort of second guess your pastor and say, oh, well, what would my pastor say in this part? How would he phrase this, you know? And, and that's kind of how it started out for the first few years of me doing videos was I was just trying to sort of second guess where my pastor was going and uh, just try and just I was just thinking, what would Ed do? Because everyone loves Ed and people know that God speaks through Ed. Um, but over time, the the projects that that came up that were something that was stirred inside of me were often the ones that people responded with the most because I think I was just I was just pouring my heart and my passion all over all over that video and I think it's it, it was showing and that people were identifying with that. Yeah, no no offense to uh, your senior pastor, but when you said what would Ed do, a, a vision of Mr. Ed telling you <laughs> what to do just popped into my head. And that's kind of how I felt too. I was just <laughs> access to him, so I was just basically listening to the horse with the floss in his mouth, just flat, <laughs> and just trying to guess what he would say. <laughs> oh, that's great! You know, as one kind of one last piece of advice, what would you, you know, what would you send us away with? All creative people, all you know from all over the spectrum, whether they do motion graphics or they do painting or music, songwriting, you know, what would you, what would kind of be your, your parting words of advice for us as artists? Yeah, I think, I think it would probably go back to what we were just talking about. The idea, um, of, of grabbing onto that truth that God wants to speak, uh, something that he doesn't want to speak through anyone else, but he just wants to speak, uh, that exact message through you, whatever, whatever is on your heart, whatever you feel convicted by, whatever, whatever sort of passions you have, like that's, that's the thing that God wants, uh, you to put into your art. So, um, second guessing what your pastor wants you to do, or even just trying to copy other artists because you really look up to them and you really like their style and you just, man, their, their artwork really speaks to me. So I'm going to try and copy that. And hopefully it will speak to someone else. The truth is, is it's not going to speak to someone else because it's not coming from the same sort of, uh, wells that, um, that it came from the original artist, you know? So I say, I, I say like you have an individual voice and you have your own passions. And, um, if you're convicted by that, then it's probably oh. going to touch other people. Kind of as uh, as we leave and part ways here, um, 
you you mentioned you just got back from Echo Conference. I've always wanted to go to that. Um, can you give us a, just a quick plug for that? How that went, and uh, and what you know is it? I'm I'm assuming for someone in your realm, it'd be definitely worth the time. But uh, for someone, you know, worship guy in general, would it be worth our time to uh, get out there and go? Yeah, I mean, I I this was my first year at Echo, so I kind kind of came in there with no expectations, and um, I was blown away by uh, the conference they put on there. It's pretty incredible, and and it's not just in, uh, it it didn't just blow me away the fact um, that the speakers were so good and that the breakouts were all spot on and uh, really insightful, but the biggest thing for me uh, from Echo was just being surrounded and being able to uh, just. Uh, get to know people that that do the same thing that you do every day, uh, because for me, I'm the only guy. I I am the video team at my church, so I I can't talk with anyone about any of this stuff because their their eyes will glaze over, and uh, you know they'll they'll start checking their voicemail to see if they have a something that they can you know say. <laughs> oh, I have to go. Uh, so for me, like having. Having people that like identify with the same sort of struggles and the same passions that you have was was huge for me um, as as the one man team. So yeah, I would definitely recommend people check it out. If not for that reason alone, but also just for the awesome uh, sort of breakouts and speakers that they had. So yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, have you have you found any uh, you know any networking resources for you know? church tech people i know that uh, there's that conference there was the gurus conference that happened in uh, kentucky and and at willow creek over the last couple year but you know kind of as in a day-to-day way have you found ways to connect with other other church tech people who are doing what you're doing um yeah that's that's kind of been one of the struggles of working at a church is that um you do end up feeling isolated a lot of the times, and a lot, a lot of times you are. I mean, even in the, even in just like the, the way that I have to create my work, it's sort of like I walk into my office at you know eight o'clock in the morning, and then I leave at five, and a lot of times I, I won't even see a person or something all day long, just because I'll be in my dark little <laughs> bat cave here, uh, just plowing away through uh, the keyframes and stuff. That's funny. Um, so yeah, that's that's one of those things that I've struggled with, and I struggle with to this day is like uh, finding community. So for me, the biggest community has actually come through uh, just Twitter and actually uh, connecting with people through through that means. Mm-hmm. It was really fun actually going to Echo because a lot of these people I I I've been connected with them for like uh, I don't know like three years or so, uh, and we chatted and talked on Twitter and. Uh, so actually being able to meet these people like in the flesh at Echo was it was pretty surreal. It's yeah. like you you have a friend that you've never ever seen. So for me that's 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 been huge. That's pretty cool. Well, well you heard it here for all of our listeners. Um even the famous Dan Stevers feels alone and isolated from time to time. <laughs> so so you're not alone. If you're I feel there. like that's that's the curse of an artist, though. I mean, mm-hmm. most most artists are withdrawn, and they like to be introspective, and they like to, uh, you know, be, I don't know, they like to shut the door and then just create, mm-hmm. you know. So that's that's sort of the double edged knife, is because like that's I I love doing that, and that's what I do every day. But there gets to be a certain point where you you need that sort of connection. 
Yeah, so when you're talking and Mr. Ed looks down at his cell phone and starts checking his text messages, you know that, that that's the normal thing to do. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, it's it's left brain people and right brain right. people are are on different planets. So you, you can't hold that against people that they they don't they aren't moved by the same things that move <laughs> you. And I, I could care less about the, the football game that they, that my pastor wants to talk about. And I'd rather talk about some documentary that I watched last night about, I don't know, ping pong or something. So it's, <laughs> it's just like we're on different wavelengths yeah. most of the time. Well, Hey, thank you so much for joining us today. I know somebody yeah. like you is, is a busy guy and you got a, got a lot of demands on your time working for your church and, and keeping your own, business going on the side uh, but we really appreciate you talking to us especially you know Kevin and I get pretty focused on a lot of the music side of things but we I know we have a lot of tech guys who listen to this as well and uh, it's great to to help support them and encourage them so um, again if you want to get in touch with Dan you can go to danstevers.com and twitter.com slash danstevers correct yes sir okay so uh, make sure make sure if you uh if you want to just follow the work that he does you can go and do that and i'll i'll put this little plug in there i'm guessing you probably get you know a little more financial support if people go directly through your website when they're buying your videos yeah yeah i mean i always try to uh, refer people to my own site um yeah, a lot of those sites like Worship House and Sermon Spice, they they pay about fifty percent, you know. Mm-hmm. So every purchase you make on Worship House, you're actually only sending half of that to the producer, and then the rest of it is going to the company that's selling them. So yeah, I, I always I always tell people to buy direct from the producer because it really it really helps all of us uh, to just continue this type of work. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, yeah. So go right to danstevers dot com and buy buy videos from him there and. I also you have you know sermon graphics and you kind of have whole packages there if, if you're if you're looking for a series and you kind of want the whole thing you can you can go find a lot of the the graphics for for note slides and and uh, lyric background and stuff like that and kind of have a nice cohesive theme like we were talking about earlier in the show so yeah definitely and go. and and since I'm shamelessly plugging myself um, <laughs> there there I actually uh, about a year and a half year and a half ago, I started a tutorial section on my website. So if you're interested in learning uh, After Effects or Final Cut or Premiere, um, interested in making videos, you can go check out some of those. I have a lot of uh, sort of beginner ones that will help you if you're just starting out. So, um, Okay, so um, we have to express a huge amount of gratitude to, to Dan for being a very... Uh, patient and gracious guest amidst all of our technical difficulties today uh, with uh, (laughs) Wi-Fi dropouts and who knows what else going on. There are Wi-Fi gremlins here. Yes. But uh, thanks so much, Dan, for for joining us on the podcast today. And it's been uh, great for me to talk to you. And I'm sure it's been great for a lot of our listeners to to hear what you have to say, especially on, on the side of the fence about, you know, you know, just do you know doing art and don't rip other people off don't just copy other people you know try and do something that's that's uh, original by by compiling from the stuff that inspires you but but uh, you know just allow god to inspire you and and stuff like that and working building relationships just been a been a great uh, great talk great to get to know you just a little bit over this uh, last hour or so 
So once again, danstevers.com, twitter.com slash danstevers. And of course, you can find us at worshipministrycatalyst.com, facebook.com slash worshipministrycatalyst, twitter.com slash wmcatalyst. You can leave us a voicemail at 360-818-4339. You can go to our website now and leave us a voicemail by clicking on the icon on the right side of the screen. And of course, you can always send an email to David at WorshipMinistryCatalyst.com or Kevin at WorshipMinistryCatalyst.com. And I got to say, you are way better at doing that than I am. <laughs> well, we just have to get you some more experience. I mean, <laughs> we need some more Wi Fi dropouts, right? So you can learn how to. <laughs> yeah. So, so, once again, thank you, Dan, for joining us today. It's been great talking to you. And uh, everyone else will talk to you soon. So, Dan, final comments. Um,. Ooh, that's tough. I feel like I'm put on the spot. Um, <laughs> trying to think of something really wise to say. Um, may the force be with you. And, and that force is, is Jesus, yes. by the way. Yay. Yay. Just like it was in Star Wars. So. <laughs> it just didn't say that. Oh, Jesus was the force in Star Wars. I didn't know that. Awesome. Now you know. Maybe Rewatch. I'll have to watch it now. I actually don't know about that, so I, it could be completely off. So it could be very <laughs> unbiblical, and um, yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Hey, and there he is. We just finished everything up. I. You should have seen me, David. It was pathetic. I was trying so hard to remember. I'm like, uh, WM Catalyst at Twitter, uh, Facebook, Worship Worship Ministry Catalyst at Facebook. I don't know. I tried really hard. Well, hey, I'll just wrap this up. This has been another episode of the Worship Ministry Catalyst podcast. Uh, you can uh, check us out at worshipministrycatalyst.com or go to Facebook at W... Um, oh, see, I don't usually do this last part. So, uh, wor- Worship Ministry, let's see, WM Catalyst on Facebook or uh, Twitter on WM Catalyst. I don't know. All right. Thank you. And another episode in the can. Bye-bye.